Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Here we are on the 295th podcast as we go on with the songs in the night. We're pretty excited about this new format and actually recording. Let us know. Drop something out there if you like the way our voices sound. And uh, we're actually working here with Media Lifeline with our friends Cody and Eric. And actually, Stephanie's still out there in Warsaw, Indiana, and I'm sitting here in South Carolina. And boy, it's cold here too. It's just not, I want you to know, it's just not Indiana, Stephanie. And and, uh, and, and here we are. So as we go through the Bible, and I was thinking, so I went to Stephanie. I said, Stephanie, it's your turn for the Norton knuckleheaded moment. And uh, we're going to get Mrs. Norton on here. We've got to figure out a good time. Next time we're doing this, we've got to get Mrs. Norton on here, Stephanie. And, but I'm going to go ahead and set you up for this Norton knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if... If you're sneaking around looking for your hidden Easter basket... You know, you might be a knucklehead if you're sneaking around looking for your hidden Easter basket. You know, if you're looking for gifts and Easter baskets and stuff like that. Now, Stephanie, can I just put it out here right now? I'm that guy. You know, I'm out looking for <laughs> gifts. I'm out, I'm out looking for stuff. You know, on the way home, I got to get Debbie something for Easter. I always buy her a gift for Easter and, and uh, already got the kid. And wow. I, I'm a looker. Yeah, so I'm a knucklehead. I guess I'm just coming clean. Full disclosure, no, you're folks. Not a knuckle, you're, but you're a sweet knucklehead. You know, I mean, you're buying somebody else. You buy Debbie a gift for Easter. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Flowers every week, a gift for Easter. Yeah, that's the price I have wow. to pay to stay married. You know, oh, I'm, my. I am not a catch. You know what I mean? And, uh, oh, wow. Someone said I was ugly last week. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. I got some that issues. That could be another knuckleheaded segment right there. Yeah, yeah. But I three people told me I looked good after that. So, I'm going to go I, with the three. I'm well, going to say I'm 75% average. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other one's just being a knucklehead. But anyway, <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> sorry to bring up the bad juju, but I, I am an Easter basker, searcher outer. But as we go yeah. along through these psalms, again, you know, there, there's a common thread through these psalms, and that's our Lord. There's a common thread uh, through these psalms. It's a practical thread to, to tell us what the right things to do in times of trouble, in times that are hard, in times when our hearts are upside down, in times where we feel low, in times where we don't want to get out of bed, in times that we don't want to get off the couch, in times that we just want to watch the Waltons. I don't know. I mean, there's something that gets <laughs> us up. So I'm a Walton watcher. I tape it every night on the Inspired Network or something. I get two of them, and I watch them. You know, like once a week I'll binge on five Waltons. And with commercials, that's about 26 minutes altogether or something. Same commercials, man, these car warranties. What's, you might be a knucklehead if you sell car warranties. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> Same people. Cut it out. Stop selling. You know, this guy called me the other day and said, for 100 bucks a month, I'm giving you a 100,000-mile warranty. And I just hung up on him and blocked him. But stop it. <laughs> Car warranties are the timeshares, what timeshares were in the 90s and early 2000s. Everybody calling you, everybody bugging you. Well, here we, and I like timeshares. Don't, I've stayed in some nice ones. Don't get me wrong. But anyway, here, and I like cars. I like warranties when the engine goes. I, 
I, folks, here I am trying to feel bad about stuff. I'm sorry. If you got an extended warranty or a timeshare, we dig you. You're welcome here. All right. So here we are. We're in some. I don't know what to say. Now I feel kind of bad about it. You know, you heard me crash, and all you did was laugh. You heard me crashing, uh, and you didn't. You didn't interrupt and say, "Doug, you're going to that bad place again." You just laughed. You should have said, "Doug, stop." You're talking about people's extended warranties and their timeshare. Yeah, we yeah we can't see each other, so that's another thing. I'm not even sure the symbol, the cutoff symbol. I'm not even sure if I'm talking to Stephanie right now. This may be a good imitation. This may when I was a kid, there was a show called Bewitch, and Samantha had the evil twin sister. So you know, I don't know. Do you you have an evil twin sister? No, No, I don't have a twin sister at all. There you go. So there's no chance of it. All right, here we are. We're in Psalm 83, that common thread of what to do right, what to do when times are bad, what to go ahead and do. And Stephanie's going to go ahead and read and uh, continue on saving my voice today. We're going to go ahead and do Psalm 83. If you're with us, open your Bible, Psalm 83, starting in verse 10. Um, I think actually we're on verse 9. You know, that's what I was thinking, too. It's just... (laughs) My head again, a crash and burn. This is the okay. yeah, this podcast is the crash and better. burn podcast. Yeah, <laughs> my brain is fried. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so it's mine. So you're in good company. Do unto them as unto the Midianites, as to Cicero, as to Javan at the brook of Kison, which perished at Endor, they became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yea, all their princes as Ziba and as Almuna, who said, Let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. O oh my God, make them like a wheel, as the stubble before the wind, as the fire burneth the wood, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire, so persecute them with thy tempest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever, yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. Wow. So he, he, he went from that stage of pointing out all these things that were going on. Do you see what's happening, Lord, in those first eight verses? And now he's telling God what's necessary to get rid of these folks. And, uh, and then he presents it. You know what I liked when you got to the end there and you did that 16, 17, and 18? You know what I like about the end of that is he's saying, and by the way, God, this prayer is to glorify your name. And uh, mm. our prayer should be to glorify God's name. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. So this prayer turned to something really cool. He's saying, God, do this that they may come to you. Don't do this so I feel better. Don't do this because I hate these people. Don't do that because of this. Do this so that you may get glory. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what came to your mind, Stephanie, as you were reading there, verses ten through 9 through 18? Well, I mean, I think it's... I think it's a beautiful thing to, to to look at what God has done in the past. It builds your faith for what God can do in the future. And it reminds you that, of the fact that God hasn't been silent in the past. And, um, yeah. you know, we can look back on, on examples through Scripture now um, and say, God, you did this for David. You did this for Daniel. You did this for Esther. You know, there's so many Bible characters um, can you do this for me? Can you get involved in that, that way in my life right now? Can you get, can you move in this situation the way you moved, um, for Deborah and Barrick? Can yeah. you deal with, um, these God haters who 
who are shaking their fists in your face the way you dealt at, as you know, ASAP points out here with Cicero and Jabin and um, different ones in the past that have done the same, that have, have had that same evil heart or evil intent. And um, I think this is an example for us to follow um, that we can pray. You know, this is, I come back to, this is inspired. This is the inspired word of God. And you may not know how to pray for a situation that's, that's bad, that's evil, that you're like, I don't even know how to pray for this. You can go to God's word. You can go to this Psalm and ask God, just, just cry these verses out to him, you know? And, and when you're dealing with people who have no fear of God, um, who have turned their backs on God, you can go to the Lord with these Psalms and know you're, this is the inspired word of God It is, and, and ask him to move the same way Asaph did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's good. I think that's, you know, going to God, going there, you know, as you did to the Midianites, you know, and, yeah. uh, uh, you, you know, God, we're, we're calling these names because you did what we need done to these folks. You did mm-hmm. what we need done. And, and, you know, sometimes it's good to bring up our own history and say, mm-hmm. God, you got me through, you know, I was going out with that dude, Ed or dude in college. And he turned out to be a real loser or she turned out to be a real loser. You got me through that. You got me through these terrible times when I was in the army or when I was abused, or you got me through these times with these people. You've, you've given me a great wife. You've given me a great husband, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to recognize those things when calling out to God and saying, mm-hmm. God, you've done these things for me. You've done them before and uh, you continue to do great things for me. And, yeah. uh, and you know, those things help you. It's, it's probably like you looking at your kids and Seeing the great, and as different as the day is long, there's not one of those kids that's a clone to the other one. Even though I will say Sammy's looking like Daniel, that's kind of freaking me out. I mean, if, if you took a red magic marker and popped about 100 freckles on Daniel's face, I mean, it would be a before and after. It's, it's freaky. But uh, yeah. everybody's so different. But you can look at them and say, God, you gave me Emmy. God, you gave me Caleb. God, you mm-hmm. gave me Sammy. And just go through. And, and, and we can do that, folks. And look at what God has given us. And sometimes we need to do that when we're going through the junk. You know, things don't automatically disappear. You know, God's not magic. Uh, God is God. We don't magically say, hey, God, you know, magically remove these things from my life, magically remove these people. What we do is we go to God and say, God, can you deal with these people the way you did the Midianites? Mm. Uh, you know, can we deal with this Endor thing? Can, we, can they become as dung for the earth? And uh, we don't have to. You thought I was going to hang out there, didn't you? But I'm not. Make their nobles <laughs> like that of Orib. And, and what's a noble? When, when you see that word noble, uh, and he's talking about the people who are hurting him, the enemy, the people who are trying to take over Israel, and he says, make their nobles. What's he talking about there? Their leaders. Yeah. Um, the were in charge of the, the country, the, the province, whatever the case was, um, it was the people that were in charge, the, the people leading this, this band of iniquity, so to speak. Yeah. And it even goes on and talks about like the princes, like old Zeba and Zelmuna, and uh, who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. So they're taking over the, the temples. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking over these things. They're, they're probably turning them into 7-Elevens or QTs or something or Better yet, you know, and and he's saying, better yet, God, let's take these back. Let's deal with these people. Let's, uh, you know, let's return the temple to its majesty. Let's return the temple to its worship. Let's return the temple to where things are great. Let's return the temple to, you know, serving you, God. 
and, and let's do those kinds of things. And, and I think that's what he's talking about. Let's return this. And, and you know what I realized the other day, Stephanie? I was going to say this a couple Psalms ago, but it didn't make sense there. It makes more sense here. You know, when all those sign miracles that are, that are in the synoptics and are in the Gospels, are in the, some of them are in the book of John as well, and, and, and all those sign miracles, you know what God did? He restored something in every person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, you know, he restored vision. Their eyes were there. He restored them. He, he, mm-hmm. he restored the, the, the fellow there who couldn't walk. He restored him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and I think that God's in the restoration business, and, and we want to uh, restore these things. We want to restore lives. We want our life to be the way it was before the junk came, or our life the way before we lost our innocence of this world and before mm-hmm. those things. And, and, you know, we, you know, Stephanie and I say this, and I don't mean this in a bad way toward anybody. You know better than this. But sometimes, and I mean this for myself, you know what happens sometimes is sometimes we're always looking for that next event. Everything's going to be better when. Do you know what I'm saying? So we pray, God, everything's going to be better when, when you're in high school, you know, when I get that girlfriend or boyfriend or uh, when when I meet that person I'm going to marry and everything will be better when the baby's born. Everything will be better when. And uh, we don't need to live that life. We need to live the life that everything can be cool right now. And enjoy the journey. I mean, you went through, what, 11 pregnancies, I think you told me? And, and, yeah. And you, sadly, God called a few of them home, which you get to meet. You're going to have kids all over the place in heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy, I'm going to be meeting your three other kids. And, and you gave them freaky names. I kind of like them. What were the names? Um, Hosanna, Peace, and Rose. Hosanna, Peace, and Rose. And I'm not picking anyone named Rose, Hosanna, or Peace. But those are cool names. And so I get to meet Hosanna, Peace, and Rose, and so does Stephanie. But we always say, you know, life will be better Charles, when. Charles has probably renamed him. Yeah, I think Charles is that guy. He, he wasn't what you tell cute. Me. Rose, he was okay with. Peace and Hosanna, he thought were a little freaky, so he's probably well, renamed Just, I got to be honest with you about the names Peace and Hosanna for those kids. It kind of sounds like you smoked a lot of pot in college. I'm just, I'm just being upfront hey, with you, all right? You know, you don't name people peace and Hosanna. I mean, that's, you know what I think of? I think somebody hey. got some bad pot out there. had a little bit of something that's bad horrible. in it or something. You don't name people peace and Hosanna. Days. I mean, that's, oh that's freaky. Goodness. Hey, peace, Hosanna, come here. Go get the dog. Well, you know, <laughs> go get the dog Volkswagen. You know, I mean, that's just see, weird stuff. See, but you got to understand peace comes out of the time frame that I miscarried, what God gave me in the midst of it. He gave you peace, but he didn't give you a kid on it. I don't know. I'm going to be up front with you. I'm glad you said Charles has probably renamed him because <laughs> peace and Hosanna is weird. I'm just being up front with you. That's a freak flag hey, name right there. Yeah. Hey. That's all hey, right. that's okay. That's all right. I hey, still stand by him. My name's Doug. You know how they spell my name one quarter of the time I go to Starbucks? D- D-U-G. D-U-G. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I mean, I think people at Starbucks are supposed to have a high school diploma. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. That's a, that's, that's a crime. So anyway, here we are on 13. And I like verse 13 here, Stephanie. It says, oh, my God, make them that like a wheel as the stubble before the wind, as the fire burneth a wood, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire. So persecute them that thy tempest and make them afraid with thy storm. And, boy, God's storm can make you afraid. 
And then it goes on those last three verses where he's saying why he wants this done, Stephanie. He's saying, fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled. And and you and I have prayed that prayer. I mean, through the election, we prayed that mm-hmm. prayer about people who try to hurt us, about people who try to do things and, and, uh, and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish that man may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, which is obviously the Hebrew name for God, that you're alone God. Your name alone is God. So let them know that. Art thou the most high God over all the earth? And so, I mean, Stephanie, this is a prayer starting there at verse number nine. It's It's a prayer that I think it's an appeal that says, I want my life better, but at the same time, dear God, I want this prayer for you. I mean, is that what you're seeing? Well, I think Asaph's heart was, yeah, I mean, we all struggle with our flesh. We all struggle with our motives. But it's a step of faith to say, God, do this for your glory and your honor. Yeah. I'm not for me to have revenge. I'm not doing this. And that's a step of faith. Um, And this is inspired, so we know that, even though we, we read about how ticked Asaph is at them and, and they're, they're evil, they're cruel, they're, they're, they're yeah. you know, he's, he's upset. And yet that coming before God and saying, God, would you do this for your glory and your honor that they would stop hurting other people? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, I've had to pray prayers like that for people that are, that I know are hurting others. And it seems from where I sit, like they're getting away with it. It does. And um, yet this isn't the inspired word of God. And I think by faith to not just pray verses 13 through 15, but to make sure you pray 13 through 18. Yeah, and you, you got to get to that point. A package deal. And when you get to that point, and if you don't feel it in your emotions, that's fine. Verbalize it to God. Even if your emotions are not feeling it, it's a step of faith, and God will honor that. Um, and, you know, as you verbalize, sometimes when you verbalize something out loud, it's okay to pray out loud. That doesn't make you a freak to pray out loud. It doesn't make you a freak to raise your hands um, when you're singing or, or crying out to the Lord. That, that Those are all very biblical things. And, and get real with God. And when, when it's from your heart to God's ears, that's when change happens. That's when God moves. When it's just from your lips to God's ears and there's no heart involved, you might, you're wasting your time. Yeah, you might, you might be right. You might be about 18 or 24 inches from something good happening. You know, you may have something in your head, but you don't have it in your heart. And I, I like where you went with that. That's so true. But you get a feeling, too, Stephanie, as we wind down here, you get this feel that he's saying, you know, through shame, through despair, whatever the case may be, stop these people or through repentance. You get a feel there's a couple things yeah. going on here. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, the psalmist is praying this. Asaph is praying this. And sometimes we need to have that prayer, and that's a hard prayer. Whatever the case will be, Lord, please stop this. It's really hurting our yeah. lives. It's hurting, yeah. you know, a, a lot of things in my life. So so there's phases in a, in a human being's life, and, and you know that all so well. And one of those phases are, you know, you're a kid, and you're being worried about by your parents and stuff. And then there's like this neutral zone where you're trying to settle into the marriage, and, you know, you're having kids and all those different things, and you name them Peace and Hosanna or something. But anyway, then you get to a place. And I'm not picking on you there. But then you get to a place, Stephanie, where you're worried about the people you love. 
You're worried mm-hmm. about your parents. You're worried about your siblings. You're worried about your aunts and uncles. And when, when the rubber hits the road, and I know we're on the last few seconds, but when the rubber hits the road, decidingly, it's okay to say, God, however this is going to get done, however this has got to get done, through shame, through despair, uh, through repentance, through whatever the case may be, but, Lord, we need you. They're hurting mm. me. They're hurting my family. And, folks, again, we're honored to come into your homes. We're honored to come into your airways. We sure hope you like this new format. And uh, I think our voices are sounding a little better. I don't know. I'm wearing headphones. I'm, I'm in an office. I'm feeling pretty cool. For Stephanie, the situation <laughs> isn't much different. You know, she's still sitting in the, that ice-cold church out there in Warsaw. But, listen, we love you, folks. They warmed it up. They warmed it up. So I am not cold. Oh, so she's warm. Folks, we love you. Get a hold of us. Contact us. Anything we can do to help, we want to do it. Please take care. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.